Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, y'all. Hey, friends. I'm going to back at it again to give y'all another episode here. And today, we are joined by Jam Jar. The mm. red blend. Sweet red mm. blend. With a purple top. Yes, it's purple. It's not like burgundy-ish like the other one. Right. So. It's our color. Yeah, it is. Constance, what do you think? You know what, friend? I was so fucking nervous. Like, <laughs> I was so goddamn scared that this was going to be like super duper fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. And... But it's not. I, I'm very pleasantly surprised. Mine is um not as warm as I want it to be. So I have ice cubes in here. But there's fruit in them, so they're not all bad. But this is really good. It's a nice blend, I feel like, of sweet. And there's still a little tart in there. Like, I can taste, like, a cab or Merlot or something that's a little bit dry, like, on the back mm-hmm. end. But I like this. This is this dangerous here. It's good. I'm jelly. Tell them why you jealous, Mo. I'm jealous because life was lifing and I didn't make it to the store to find Jam Jar. (laughs) But I did find an acronym, Red Blend, Mm, California Red Blend. And this bottle is actually acronym Juicy. Um, Yeah, this is giving very uh, raspberry juicy vibes mm-hmm. but it's actually very light and mm-hmm. so i want y'all to try this because i was pleasantly surprised you know when you think raspberry you think tart and it's just gonna be like very strong and you're just not gonna be able to like drink yeah. it this is actually very smooth hmm. and it was 13 dollars, so that's a win. okay yes definitely a win. okay mm. and juanda if you must know it's 13 percent Oh, well, you know. <laughs> so, look at, oh, look at her. Yeah. Right. Second guess. She's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you can tell me the percent. You should have led with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay. I was, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just ending with shout out to them for not uh-huh. wasting my coin. Yes. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. I also have the Jam Jar Sweet Red Blend. Um, which is 12.5% by volume. I do taste like some of the jam jar-ish that they have in there. And it's like Mm -hmm. topped with something that's a little more subtle or like, I don't want to say tart, but not as sweet as the sweet Shiraz. It's just like something extra in there that makes it kind of balance out what Whatever the sweet Shiraz is and whatever extra they added. I don't know what the extra they added. I don't know. But it's all right. But it's- I, if I would had to choose, I probably would still choose the sweet Shiraz over it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not upset about it at all. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not that far from 
the sweet Shiraz, in my opinion. So we all have a happy bye. Yes. I like that. I'm not mad about it at all. We do. Yes. Okay. And this is South African, I think. I thought, is Jam Jar South African? Or Shut up. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is bo- well, this is bottled in South Africa. Yeah, right? jam. I couldn't remember whether jam jar was from South Af- Africa or Australia. So yes, jam jar. Yeah, you're right. It is from South Africa. We did drink another Shiraz, and that was Australian, though. Oh, that's what it was. We didn't like that one. <laughs> well, Shiraz we itself is very dry. Very. Yes. It's very dry. <laughs> It's giving yes. won't really explore that avenue again. I might explore it again. Go have at it, friend. Oh, <laughs> she said you by yourself on that boat. I see that. Well, let's mosey on on to the topic <laughs> of today. So, since March is Women's History Month, we decided to talk about some women who have inspired us whether we know them personally or not um and we decided to name this episode because of her I did so does anybody have hmm, what do you want to start do you want to start with somebody personally you know or you want to start with someone that you just you don't know and you maybe have been admiring from afar personal okay 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 well give us your your personal testimonies testify give testify (laughs) does it have to be just one person no no okay so i want to first shout out a girlfriend of mine Mm -hmm. who like we started off as her being my supervisor me being her subordinate and then life brought us to the same place in South Carolina at the same time then she moved away but since then we've still kept in contact and we've been support systems for each other through life's hardest moments for example um I left a difficult relationship in Maryland and when she left Maryland she um, was there for me through that um she went through a divorce I was there for her during that and we both kind of like feed off of each other's energy to bounce back from those difficult situations and I think that's worth noting because it's so easy to go through something and then you make it through your situation but you don't help the other person which is anybody to kind of help them through their journey as well but to honor the fact that we both were just passionate enough in our friendship to help each other along the way, I think it's worth noting. Um, I look up to her a lot because she makes life look easy and I know that it's not. And Mm -hmm. so I am constantly reminded just one step at a time, just one, um, one step at a time, one opportunity at a time and everything's going to work out. So this shout out goes to Tamisha. Hey, Tamisha. Hey girl. Yeah. Shout out to me. Hopefully we'll have her on the podcast one day. That would be dope. Yes. It would be. 
We need to uh, meet this uh, life-changing person in Monique's life. Yes. Oh, that's gonna make me cry. After, like cry you don't now. really realize the people that impact you until you actually have to fucking talk about it. Yeah, because it's like the people are there and you expect them to be there, but do they really have to be there? No. Mm-mm. Like you chose to be my friend and support me. That's some real shit. It's hard Next. to make an adult in adulting. I mean, to make a friend in adulting. Y'all know what I meant. Uh, I, <laughs> I gathered your context. Yes. <laughs> yes, and we have talked about that before. It is, it's crazy when they, you know, like they say, like your friends are the family you choose. Mm-hmm. Like you make very intentional decisions to be with this person, to love on this person. And when they, even in the times they may disappoint you or like you don't see eye to eye, you still choose to love them and understand mm-hmm. them. And for y'all to have gone through what you've gone through and really admire each other and been gone through the fucking emotions, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you just started out like as coworkers and you continued on. That says something, cause bitch, girl, she's been your work friends, you have your real friends, and then you family, you know, like, like and you carried on. My mom calls her her other daughter. She's been to the Thanksgiving Ooh. dinner, like it's oh, real, honey. real. Yes. Who would have thought that your supervisor would have become like a sister? It's crazy. Yeah. Those be them real friends, mm-hmm. girl. I feel like um, those are like the people that were like destined to like come into your life. Yeah. 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 And you can't make that, you know, it can't just walk up to somebody and be like, you're going to be my friend. I'm going to trust you with some of my darkest secrets. You can't just create that shit. It no. has to happen, genuinely. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me think of one of my friends. <laughs> but I feel like most of the friends that I have, I truly do admire. There are so many aspects of you two and one of my other friends, um, not the Stephanie y'all met, but my other friend, Stephanie, um, even though Stephanie um, Fletcher definitely inspires me too, because that bitch is so serious in her passion. She's still trying to push forward and like become an administrator. She done gone back to school again, just like Jawanda has. <laughs> like, I mean, she's, Kudos to you, girl. Right. Kudos to both of y'all. I think y'all. she'll do great, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She will. Um, but I just feel like the, some of the friends, the people that I surround myself with, the f- women that I surround myself with, the family that I've chosen, y'all are just fucking phenomenal. All within your own ways. You're just so goddamn brave and willing to do things that I feel like we see other, I guess, more notable people doing who are like out there in the world, you know, celebrities and shit. But I feel like I can see y'all getting to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like it's far-fetched for you. Mm. And it just amazes me to be around such amazing women who, while, like, I feel like we've grown up in a time that we've been kind of shut down and been like, hold up, think about this. Think about this real hard until you talk yourself out of it. And you just don't even give it that much power. You're just like, you know what? Fuck that. No. I know I'm going to talk myself out of it. Let's just go ahead and do this shit right now. I've already made up my fucking mind. This is what I want. And you know what? I'll figure out another plan later if my mind changes because I'm I, life is too short for me to hold myself back and tell myself no because you're the only one in your own way. So I'm going to shout out my homies. There are a lot of y'all niggas. <laughs> um, so I'm shouting out Jawanda. I'm shouting out Monique. I'm shouting out Estefania Martinez. I'm shouting out Stephanie Fletcher. And I'm shouting out um, Janae Flood. I'm shouting out Lauren. Uh... Y'all are some, some go-get bitches. 
I, 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 Call I feel out like your I squad, am, but I'm not on. <laughs> Bro, I mean, I surround myself with greatness, bitch. I just do. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like when people say that about me personally, I'm just like, I don't be doing shit. I'm just here, girl, <laughs> living life. Okay, but thanks. But I really don't feel like I'd be doing anything great. I think that's kind of like that social media thing where you just kind of compare yourself to other people and be like, this mm-hmm. person is mm-hmm. out here, you know, saving lives, changing things. I'm just out here. I'm just trying to make sure I got a job tomorrow. I know, bitch, <laughs> but from the outside looking in, you're doing a fucking lot, ma'am. Right. From me knowing you in that little tiny room with them fucking candles going up after and where you at now, ma'am, that was a long fucking journey. I still recall crying in the car on the way back from fucking West Virginia. Oh, Knowing this, I'm going to drop your black ass back off in that podunk ass town in state. <laughs> sadness. Okay. I know. Jesus. And when Mo left us before it all happened, I was like, oh my God, the band is breaking up. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, bitch, you was already gone. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't making that face because of what you said. It's just when you think about all the things that we all have gone through collectively, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It is. It's so crazy. We're all in different areas of the world for a long time. But those are the stories that brought, that gives this podcast life. Like, as much as we hated it then, (laughs) where would we be (laughs) if we didn't have the stories to share? So I take it all as a win. Oh, definitely. Didn't feel like it at the Not time. Not at all. But, but, the, but the tears really, like, I really thought on the way back home, like, fuck, I know this is the best thing for us. And I know that we're all growing, but why do we have to grow so, so fast. far apart? Yeah, so fast and so far apart. Yeah. It hurt me. Steve making me cry thinking about it. Oh, Lord. I already, if Evan Mo said, I'm going to cry, I already figured out I'm be done cry somewhere in this damn episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's gonna happen. It's gonna. But happen. they're happy tears, though. Yeah, oh, they are. Yeah, they are happy because we're still in separate states and just close as we ever were. Lord and mercy, <laughs> this podcast really did bring us back together. Boys, back together. I can't. Sure, you can, and you will. <laughs> um, I guess personally, I guess the first person that um always has been an inspiration to my life it's probably I'll always say like my sister like she's done a lot I mean we're from the same family and we've she made a way to get out of well she's still in the country but <laughs> you're not gonna do your sister she's still in the country but like she is like doing the damn thing like she made a decision she was going to school to be a nurse she became a nurse practitioner and she loves her job and she has been probably a nurse practitioner for probably about 20 years and people love her and she loves her job and she's not just that She's like, you know, an advocate for keeping it real for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, she's kind of like my mom and my brother-in-law is kind of like my dad. So they like raised me a lot and I spent a lot of time with them. And just seeing that her being successful and being God-fearing and, you know, willing to take the steps 
necessary to advance herself was kind of like a big like inspiration for me because I didn't I guess I really didn't see that a lot in other people that I was around so she will always be like the first person that I just be like if I want to be like anybody else in the world she is it um I guess my second person when it comes to like friends is like when I moved to West Virginia and I met Taylor and then two weeks after that I had like a death in my family and she helped me through it so you can imagine just me being in that apartment that you dropped me off in by myself and I have no family no friends and that's it all I got is a phone like all I can do is just call but to have somebody that's that was actually there, it made a difference. So I just feel like a lot of friends that I have in my life, I don't have many, but they were like placed there for a reason. Like I feel like you guys, you three, you guys were put in my life for a reason because I don't, I mean, look at how far we've gone together. Like we have fought so many times. <laughs> And yes, Lord. wake up the next morning and be like, "Bitch, you ready for shots and breakfast?" Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, who's making the bacon? Constance, like, you on the grits, right? Yeah, right. Constance always on the grits, <laughs> and we've we we fought. Ethic. We've like like distance each other, like not talk to each other for months or maybe you know weeks at a time. But we always come together, and we always it's like it, nothing ever happened. And I just feel like I have those certain people in my life where they either jump me out of my comfort zone or they make sure that, bitch, you tripping. Like, get your life together. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's important because y'all know I don't like people. And it's, it's kind of a fight in order to be my friend, I think. Like, you, I feel like everybody that's in my circle right now like y'all have fought to stay my friend because no matter how I may have like separated myself from y'all you'd be like okay now you've been gone for a minute like where where are you (laughs) why are you talking to me I know you in your mood right now, girl, but I'm going to sit right here beside you until you get your life together. No, what we're going to do is pull up to your house if you don't get your shit together. Let's go. Because we're going somewhere. Put your bra on, bitch. Don't make me push these titties up in on myself. Because we're leaving this house immediately. Because I will stay in my house and I will sit in whatever my problem is and just like not move. Girl, I promise you, once you get over that initial hump, because, you know, your face at first, you just scared the shit out of me. I just really thought you hated me. <laughs> I knew you had no reason to. But you just looked like you didn't like me. I was RPS. like, did you want to not like me? So once I once we got over that little hump right there, I was like, oh, we fine. And you just going to have to deal with me, bitch, because I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to be my friend, that's that's a you problem, mm-hmm. huh? Because we're friends <laughs> and you can't get and rid of And that has been the theme song. That has been the theme of my, of my life with my friends. Yeah, it has you been. can hate me all you want to, but I'm not going anywhere. Don't care. I'm going to be not. right here. And I'm just like, okay. Right. Like either I adjust I or can. like I've tried to fight you, but it's not going to do. Like me fighting you doesn't no. mean anything because you're still going to stick around. Yeah. 
Which is crazy to me. Which is crazy. <laughs> we will be right here. Be right here. <laughs> yes. No fear. No fear. Be right here. I can't. Love like, SWB, bitch. Okay. <laughs> here us is. Here us is, what? It is not crazy. We love you. I love y'all. Just therapy, you know. I'm working through it. Well, let's transition to the people that like have paved the way for us to be here. One person I want to shout out is uh, Miss Catherine Hughes. So she is the founder of TV One. Oh, oh, and that was okay. instrumental for Black TV mm-hmm. and Black podcast um, broadcasting. And I think, how could we be podcasters and not mention her? Um, I just think, like, you never realize that having a Black voice and having it on air and represent it in a way that we want to uh, was not too long ago that the fight started. Like, it seems like, oh, this is just easy for us to do. We get a name, get a logo, pop up on the air, and here we are. But at the end of the day, somebody else had to start. Somebody else had to do the hard work. And we want to give her her credit. Absolutely. Oh, can I add something to that? Sure. Mm -hmm. So what I learned um, during this time, during Black History Month and... Um, Women's History Month, that there's this Black lady, um, her name is Marion Croak, and she's actually the African-American woman that allowed us to do what we're doing right now, is making, she did voice over internet protocol. So she allowed for us to be able to like Skype and Zoom and like she invented that technology. So because of her, we're able to podcast virtually. We don't have to be together to, in order to do that. So um, that was something I learned this year. Marianne Croak, the African-American woman who invented um, what they call voice over internet protocol. So, And we would have never known it. Like, never. Thank you, Miss Croak. What are you supposed to do to go to Google and be like, Black <clears throat> inventors and casually skim through these people? Like, you would think that that would be something that they start people talk about in Black History Month. Yeah, like she's like um, like some kind of, she was like an engineer at Google and like mm. she has her own, I think like technology company. So like she's has invented other stuff in the, in like the basis or the realm of that. But I'm just like, bro, I, I how can I not look up to you? Because you like because right. of you, we are we doing. Are. We are okay. <laughs> we did, Currently. girl. You did this. So yes, thank you, Jal. Mm-hmm. But well, to your point, Mo. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'll say this. Um, one person that I don't know personally, and I'll get back to some people that I do know personally who I feel like paved the way and made me think differently. Um. Josephine Baker was one of the first black women that I'd ever learned about mm-hmm. that didn't start her story um, on a plantation. And I'm not just, you know, like disparaging anybody who did it, but like 
I guess that's not the only thing they like noted her for mm-hmm. because she, you know, she was, um, I believe an American citizen, but she lived most of her life, like in France, they talked about her being a dancer and she was a spy during world war two mm-hmm. for the French resistance. Um, it, it, she was a civil you know, rights activist in America. Like it was a whole bunch of shit, but I, I think it opened my eyes. And this was sad because I, I didn't even learn about her until I became a teacher. Um, to know how much black history I really didn't fucking know. Yeah. To be aware of how much they really don't fucking teach us. And which like started to make me literally do exactly what you said, Mo. Look up, you know, unknown, like basically unknown, unsung heroes of America, like who are black. Look up black inventors. That's how I found out about the man who created the Super Soaker was a black man. Mm-hmm. No fucking idea. No idea. At that's all. how I started. Because no, who sells it? This big company. So now you've mm-hmm. completely eliminated the person that created it. I mean, they have books about him, but how much money he got from that? I have no idea. I have no idea. But yeah, I used to. I did used to literally Google that shit because I got tired of hearing the same old Black History projects. I'm like, I don't want to hear about MLK. I don't want to hear about Rosa. I don't hear about Sojourner. I don't want to hear about. Girl, and then they say, so they're saying like, um, Rosa Parks wasn't even the first person. She wasn't. She wasn't. To not give up her it seat on the bus. No, no, she wasn't. It was a 14 year old girl. The only re- they picked her. Yeah. The only reason why she got the recognition that she did is because she was the secretary of the NAACP. I know. That doesn't make you feel bad. Don't like be mad like at Rosa. <laughs> 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 yeah, because wasn't Rosa living? During the time that they was honoring her for all this stuff, so you should have spoke up and said, "Well, I wasn't the first person." Well, because that's was... how the books were written. Oh, well, was it? Wasn't was it written? I think they omitted first. I think they just put she yeah. stood, she refused to get up out her seat, so that you know what I'll give you credit for that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they put first because I'm pretty sure there were plenty well, of other black people who. Um, refused and they just went to jail and they just got you know tossed in but because like you said they omitted and we heard nothing nothing about anyone else else. the assumption was she was the first person to ever she broke the barrier honey Mm -hmm. because that's they love to say that shit she was a pioneer Mm -hmm. she broke the barrier between black and white race relations on the transportation system And she didn't start that shit. You know what I thought? Um, what made me? What I just thought about? I thought about that Boondocks episode when um oh, <laughs> when Granddad was like he was on the bus with Rosa, and he and yes. they were saying telling them to get to the back of the bus, and she was like, "No, I will not." He was like, "We're not moving." And they kept talking to Rosa and not talking to him, and she was like, "No, I'm not gonna move." And then he kept putting himself in it, and he's like, we are not going to move. <laughs> like, bitch, you ain't the only one right. here. Right. It wasn't just Rosa Look there. We all was there. <laughs> <laughs> I left at the, um, the Tyler Perry scene with Medea. Oh, not get off the bus, like, Rosa. Get off the bus, Rosa. Get off the bus. Rosa didn't get off that bus because she was caring about the civil rights movement. I was out here trying to whoop her. <laughs> That's a shame and disgrace. Yes. 
you were trying to get her ass whooped. That's that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, shame. She said, I'd rather go to jail than get my ass whooped by Medea. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in the jailhouse. Okay, bring that white man on. I can't take it. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh god. Um, who turn is it? Is it my turn? I don't know. Yeah, because I kind of inputted my Marion Croak. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we gonna pave the way, I'll say. Um, well, I say pave the way, but more like these are personal people who happen to again i just like admire Mm -hmm. and these people my family so like my cousin uh, robin who has been on the show before Mm -hmm. but she's just been through so many things and she has been able to really pick herself back up always Mm -hmm. and you know recognize the skill that she has much like you monique and you know put it to good use make a business out that shit and make money you know, because scared money don't make money. And I just always just love that she's always got a positive attitude and she's not here for no bullshit either. She's like, listen, everything ain't going to be sunshine and roses falling out your ass. But bitch, you can make it, okay? Because if I can make it, anybody can fucking make it. So I appreciate having people like her and like my cousin Caress. And even my grandma Mabel. Because she done been through some stuff and some motherfucking things, yo. Sometimes, I, I mean... I don't even understand how in the hell people used to make it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Cause shit was so crazy. When she tells me about like, cause like my great grandmother, God rest her soul, never met the woman. She didn't sound like no good person. I'm kind of glad I didn't have to meet her. Mm-hmm. Cause she sounded kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my grandma had to take care of like her family. And I'm just like, I don't know how folk just got away and just broken folk houses and, it just it was crazy time. I don't even know. I have no idea how people was able to get down with to get down back in the day. I don't know how they lived because I couldn't take it. I could not take it. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That was random. No, but, no, because um, <laughs> no, we're. I'm always curious. Like, how was the people in my family that came before me? And then I hear some stories and then there's some stories I'm just like, yep, I could have been fine without knowing that because now I have this judgment towards maybe that side of the family or that particular person. But I think it does give clarity to like how we ended up where we are. So Mm -hmm. you still have to like give credit to the fact that our um, elders did not give up. They did not, you know, stop the bloodline where there would be no us. So you can only be upset to some degree, but I like I agree with you. I don't know how they get did some of the things they did because it was walking to school, working the yeah. field or whatever. Yeah. Or dealing and, with integrations in schools. Yes. Child. Uh I didn't even think that was having to uh come home and cook from scratch. On the regular, like on that hot ass every stove, fucking day, no air conditioning, <laughs> every a gas stove, yes. like every day, every day, and there is some jealousy there because I wish that I had chickens in the backyard that I could just go kill. First of all, that I knew how to kill, cook, clean, you know all that stuff because it was fresher. They live longer. My great great grandmother lived one hundred and three years old. I can't say I wouldn't be there long, but I'm just saying there was definitely yeah. some proof. In the pudding that if you ate yeah. from what you grew, you you live longer. You had a better 
quality of life to some degree. But, mm-mm. But they, like you said, they worked more. They, they, you know, they walked around more. They just did more. They farm. Yeah. You know, they, they was hardworking people. Yeah, because that was the only life they knew. Yeah, I, right. You get used to it. We don't. We know we have the option to sit on that couch and ask DoorDash to send me some food. Okay, and call it a <laughs> right, right, Thanks. absolutely. Mm. But they say you know black people are adaptive. So I think in a hard time, we we'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. That just made me think about like after they got done working for whoever they were working for back then. Y'all know what I mean. Mm. They had to come home uh-huh. and tend to their own fields. Like after I'm working in your field, Jesus. I gotta go tend to my own to make sure I can feed my family. And these mm. people ain't had no little families. They had no. like But they said that's seven why they had to big ten families. Kids. Yeah, to help out. Let me have another mm-hmm. baby so it can help me out doing this. Like, what the? I mean, <laughs> like, what the hell? And Everybody dude. has a job when they <laughs> when they come up. This baby is gonna fold the laundry. <laughs> this baby is gonna sleep. <laughs> okay, watch the dishes. This one gonna do the sewing. This one, right? My grandfather was a, a set of twelve or thirteen. Crazy. Yeah, but I've, I've grown to learn to love big families because of that. So feel like I would want my children to have the same experience. If you love listening to Unestablished, you can support our podcast by going to the link in our bio and buying a wine. That's right, a wine. Buymeacoffee.com allows listeners like you an easy way to say thanks Plus, it only takes a minute. Your selflessness will assist in improving software and expanding Unestablish, a podcast made with you in mind. Available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. Sidebar, but I was... We were at work and we were kind of having that conversation about how like the matriarch of the family is like really who is really who holds the family together. Like mm-hmm. that grandma or that aunt um, holds that holds the family together to be able to come and have like the Christmas gatherings and the Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking uh-huh. with a, a friend and she was just talking about how like recently her aunt died. And then she was like, you know, after if my grandma was to pass away, like that's it. Like my we weren't we wouldn't come together as a family because we don't have anybody to bring us together as a family. Like she was saying, like those like as cousins, Mm -hmm. like they don't have that um, mindset of, okay, somebody's going to be cooking Thanksgiving dinner. So we all going to go to their house. Or we're going to have Thanksgiving at their house and let's all do like a potluck and bring something. Like that mindset has kind of shifted. Mm -hmm. Like we no longer do that as a younger generation. I think the desire is still there. We just, the family has branched off into different segments. So for example, when I was young, my mom would bring me my sisters and then all my aunt would bring my cousins and it was like the siblings brought their kids so then it had just happened to be under the same like family line 
But now that me and my sisters have gotten older, we desire more to spend Thanksgiving together with our parents. So we're not really going to spend time with our cousins. And now it's just like, we're bringing up our next, our kids and we're having Thanksgiving together. So it's just like you branch off, but I don't, I wouldn't say that we no longer want to get together. It's It's not like you don't want to, there's no like push or driving force that's making it happen. Yeah. It's none. Yeah. Cause my, I'm satisfied with my siblings. Like (laughs) why? But you know, but you never like say, oh my gosh, I got to go to like a family cookout or something. And then you go and you'd be like, damn, I had like the best time, like catching up with like some of my family. Like mm-hmm. there's no like driving force, like making you go, oh, I'm only going because grandma asked me, are you coming, baby? <laughs> like, I feel like it's the responsibility for me. Mm-hmm. It's not that we haven't talked about it. And I mean this on both fucking mm-hmm. sides because we have our traditions. Like Thanksgiving, I literally have been talking to my cousin every year, like, bitch, what the fuck are we going to do when these old people pass? Like, whose fucking house are we having this shit at? Who's cooking all this fucking food? That part. Like, I've, wa- I've watched my mom, but I can't drop no fucking turkey. That's going to be Doug's job because daddy's trained him to do that shit. So if that nigga don't live here, what are we going to fucking do? Like, I can make the dress and I can make, you know, the mac and cheese, but bitch, you better know how you make know how to make your mama's collard greens. <laughs> That's your problem, too. I'm not eating that shit. Like, I need all the things and the stuff. So are you going to take responsibility? Because I'm not having nobody mooch off me on no fucking Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not going to slave over no hot-ass stove day before and the day of for you to bring all your loudmouth-ass children <laughs> coming here to eat. But that's what grandma would have done. barely know my name. Grandma would have done well, that. Well, bitch, you fuck. be grandma. What we say okay, is... Listen, there are boundaries but, now. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, we we are going to that. I don't give a fuck. I'm feeding my family. Whatever your family doing, that's on you. Because we cannot but, feed the masses with $100. It ain't going to happen. Thanksgiving is expensive. And I'm not my daddy. Yeah. I, I, I try to love people. But the thing is. He has something about him when he says something, he mean that shit, and people follow by his rules. You got one more, one fucking time, one fucking time, fuck across me, one. And I ain't talking to your black ass, no goddamn way. <laughs> Jawanda, you look so disappointed in our response. I know, sweetie, and I'm sorry, but I'm telling you, this is what I'm saying. I hear this you. Is where I'm, my concern is, I'm, I'm with you. I have a concern too. Yes, it's a concern, but. It's, you saying it's a concern, but your ass is not willing to do anything about it. That's the thing. You're just like, bitch, you like, yeah, girl, you right. But fuck that shit. But, I ain't about that life. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what you're saying. So that's, that's where the whole dynamic, I think, of, you know, trying to bring people together kind of falls off. Okay, because people, sorry. I guess the people don't give a fuck. They be like, as long as my family, you know, we're fed. just not here to get along with to get along no more. But do you like, like you talk about how you love to have Thanksgiving and you're like the person? But I'm not the host, baby. I am the sub host. Deb and Don handle all that big shit. I am there solely to bartend and to pick up the little shit. Okay, if we having a cookout at the house and the chaps are uh, going to the pool, Constance is on towel duty. Constance makes sure none of the children drown. Constance makes sure if she's not out, then there's another capable adult who's not drinking heavy is out there to watch them damn cheering. Okay? And she's also keeping abreast of all the people who want to be fucked up and keeping a drink in their hand. 
I'm on double duty. Okay. I'm watching <laughs> cheering and I'm, I'm making sure people are not babysitting their damn drinks. I don't have to do the big shit. I don't have to cook. I don't have to clean. I just have to show up and keep the peace. Okay. How, who am I going to employ to keep peace if I have to go be host and hostess? Okay. I, I mean, I have nothing else to say. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. I mean, I'm asking for advice. If you had a rebuttal, I have another statement. So just, yeah, I don't think. No, this I is mean, where I'm, you not, cause I, I'm not. Because I'm not. Y'all know that I'm the practical person. I don't be wanting to go home in the first fucking place. So don't be trying to ask me. But I was just saying that I agree with the sentiment that there is no driving force like for our generation that I see that would push us towards like, you know, still having those big family gatherings. Let's say after, most, most household in our generation. Yeah. I, I don't think it's I, completely lost. I, I think I did I not say most. Oh, well, in most, from what I see in most places, there, yeah. there's no driving force of people wanting to have that big family connection. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did want to mention, um, as far as like somebody that I find inspirational is, um, that I don't know. I don't know if I ever meet her is Viola Davis. Um, Viola um, Davis is from South Carolina, where her family is, um, but she lived most of her life in like uh, Rhode Island or something like that. And I read her book last year, and then her book just made, like her her book and her telling her story of how she grew up, it was so crazy to see somebody like persevere for the better like that and like be a better person after all she went through. It was point it was a point in the book where I just had to stop because it was just like I can't. <laughs> like I cannot deal. Like I can't believe that you went through this and you're still the person you are today. So um she yeah, she talks about her mom and her mom not really having education and how she had to um persevere of like she lived in this racist town. And how she had to run from school every day to not get beat up by these white kids calling her a nigga as she's running home. Oh my God. And um talked how about old is you know, Viola. Mm, she probably in like her fifties. Not old enough to be going through that. That's what I'm saying. Like how how old is she? Let's look it up. I'm sure she's in her fifties. Now, keep in mind, my parents, of course, this wasn't based for Leesville, South Carolina. Um, She's 57. Yeah, see, segregation didn't start. I mean, um, integration didn't start till my parents were in, like, kindergarten and first grade. Wow. And they still had segregated prom. So. Yeah. In the 80s. And I, I remember, like, my one of my uncles telling me the story about how he helped integrate the um, high school in my little small town. Yeah. And he was, he was born. He ain't far yeah. removed, baby. I mean, and this I, was like in the 60s. The fucking flag just got taken down. I think this was in like what, 2019? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So how she had to endure that and how it was just race, a racist town and how she had to eventually like stick up for herself and how she's been like so how she got sexually assaulted as a kid and how like her family was real poor and it would move from these like terrible houses from terrible to another terrible house 
and like she would sleep with the rats basically she said at nighttime they would come out and they would like attack whatever they're trying to get food to get and that's what they would do and basically that's what they had to do she said she would go to school pissy like because she was she couldn't move out of the bed in the middle of the night because of the rats Oh yeah, them sound was, like New York Reds because they are vicious. Oh. Did you see the videos? Yes, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. Yes, I've seen the videos. <sighs> but yeah, she has endured a lot, and you know, love persevered at the end, and she's in love, and she's happy, and like she's you know successful, and that just kind of made it look like how they always say, if you think your life is bad, like look at somebody else's right. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shouts out to Viola. Yes, child. It was a good book. So if y'all got, if you ever want to read it or listen to it on Audible, please do so. It's definitely a good book. She won a Grammy for it. So nice, really. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yep, that. this year she won a Grammy for it. So now she's a. That's how she got her. You got. Woo! Yes, bitch. Yep. Her and Whoopi. Her, Whoopi, and um, Jen, Jen Hudson, Jennifer Hudson. Uh-huh, yep. that's right. Jennifer Hudson mm-hmm. does have Egot. Forgot about her. I, I'm still oh, stuck on the Emma train, so. <laughs> the what? Oh, like what she had to go oh, through? Image. Honey, I feel like it. Most That's why they say, you know, you hate to struggle, but God damn it. Some of your best moments, your best decisions, just the best part of you be born out, out of a struggle. struggle. There's salvation in a struggle, child. Though I can't fathom, again, having to struggle like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand racism is still a thing, but it is, I'm not say it's not as potent, but it's not as out there and, like, acceptable. It's like out it there. Was. Maybe not as acceptable, but it's maybe not as blatant. Mm-hmm. Well, she she did say that her mom did ask her like why would she come home like that every day, and she told she eventually told her that because she was being attacked by the kids, and her mom told her you get you something to protect you, so she would at that point she said you have to stand up for them or they're gonna keep doing this, so she basically did what she needed to do for the, to protect herself, and they kind of you know left her alone afterwards, so. Yeah, she went through a lot. But on top of that, her dad was abusive to her mom for so long. And her mom stayed with him. But after, once they got older and she started to get, like, you know, be more in on um, Broadway and stuff, he started to change. So she had to learn how to forgive him for what he did in the past. And, um, yeah, it was it's a lot. But it's a, it's a yeah. good book. But... Yeah, she went through a lot. And it was a lot of them. There was a lot of kids. So. One of them 12 and 13, 14, 15 families. I think it was at least like nine of them or something like that. Woo! That's still a lot. That's still, a lot. <laughs> that's still goddamn right. Lot. Even if you bump it, put bump heads in the room, that's two, four, Bridget, that's a lot. six, eight. She's 60. She's 57. She was born in 65. But still, okay. Like even that means she went to at that time she was going to school in the seventies, and they was treating her like that. Hmm. Jesus. 
on my auntie's age. Well, shout out to Viola. Yes, Miss Davis. I don't know why I was getting her and Ayan Ayanla. Not Ayanla Von Zant. Ayanla fixed my yeah, life because I saw her in in person. Well, live oh. at one of her events, and I guess because they're both like motivational speakers to some degree. I don't know why I was getting them mixed up. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> no, Ayala, she she get me with that big smile she get when she finna mm-hmm. read somebody and calling them beloved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think of Ayala as Anita Annalise Keating. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yep. On, um, How to get away with murder. murder. And I didn't finish the series. I know. It was yeah, good. I stopped it after the first season. Everybody was dying. Yeah, and I was just like, I can't. Yeah, I was over it. I mean, not everybody died, but like a lot of characters were being murdered. And then there was too many unanswered questions for me. I got tired. Because now you have to follow the story and keep your own track of notes. <laughs> Bitch. And it's like, are you dead or not? Like, what's going on? All right. I got tired. I kept up with Scandal. I finished Scandal. Whichever season, I think, featured the daddy heavily or the mama heavily, I quit after that Yeah, one. you never really knew which one of them were for her or against her. Her parents were crazy af. Yeah. I mean, they made the show good, mm-hmm. but boy. Mm. They, they were toxic as shit. For sure. <laughs> now that's toxic. Oh, God. I don't even know how she made it out. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Mm. Anybody, do you guys have anybody, other any other women that inspire you or motivate you to be better each day? think outside of yeah outside of the standard we give them their their praises on their specific holidays birthdays mother days yeah i be having to remind my mama how great she is and sometimes i think she just think i'd be saying it because she's my mom i'm like bro i really don't have to say this shit <laughs> i need you to know that i rely on you and if i would i would have never thought this would be us my senior year of high school because <laughs> we went a while without talking yeah. We were not friends. That's kind of how it was with my sister. Cause like I told y'all, she was kind of like a mom in my life and mm-hmm. it was just, it, we just had to have a conversation. I was like, either you're going to be my sister or you're going to be my mom. You're going to have to make a choice because it's not going to work out. Like I can't yeah. have this relationship with you where you want me to be open and honest with you. If you want me to kind of, if you're going to end up scolding me for whatever reason. Right. So uh, she chose the yeah. sister route, and I mean we've been great ever yeah. since. Oh, I still have problems of opening up with people because I just feel like there's nothing going on in my life. But other than that, that's about it. I do, I do feel like that when people be like, "Oh, how's life?" and I be like, "It's, it's all right. Ain't nothing really happening." <laughs> but y'all be like, "Oh, bitch, you got shit going on," and I be like, "No, no." You better learn to open up before you have a damn heart attack. I don't have time for that. You'd be young for that. Right. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. Let's go to wine and with wine because I, speaking of too young for that. Two, three, four, whining with wine. Tell me your grievances. Whining with wine, girls, what is on your mind? Tell me what's on your mind. Mo, I feel like you got something to say. 
Lord. These Bradford pear trees need to just, you know, they should be fucking illegal. Who? Bradford pear trees? If I'm not mistaken, let me look it up just to make sure I got the name right. Is that them trees with them stank ass flowers? Yes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Them stank ass white flowers? Yes. Oh, God. Is that what they're called? They smell like horrendous fish and urine have set in a bucket in the middle of the summer and it just chose to swing through the air every that fragrance just whaps you across the face when you pass by even google says bradford and it's offensive odor it's fucking offensive like it's (laughs) it's enough to upset your stomach when you walk outside and for the life of me, I don't understand why people even decided to plant the damn thing. Like, you, I knew you knew that this tree was going to smell like this when you planted it. It's cute, though. No. They, a Better Homes and Garden has a whole <laughs> no. article that says, here's why you might regret planting a Bradford, a Bradford pear tree. Mm-hmm. It says Bradford pear trees are the pe- trees people love to hate, notorious mm-hmm. for their funky smelling flowers. <laughs> God. That's how I knew that's what you were talking about because you look so disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, like stank I, ass white fl- and they are pretty, but they're I lose my appetite every time. It's just horrible. I don't miss them fucking trees. I mean, there's gotta be some good reason people have planted those. Like, do they keep spiders away? Like, what is that? Are they pet? No, control? because it's a spider hanging from it right now. So that's not <laughs> true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are there any benefits hold on bitch now i must i have to i don't want no pros and cons Hell, i want benefits only are they good for anything the birds eat them they don't produce they don't produce no nope. fruit edible for humans nope why do you say pear then and you. the trees <laughs> spread unchecked many birds oh so the bird spreads unchecked Deposited in the seeds. Yeah. So the birds come and eat the seeds, but they move, you know, like deposit the seeds. I mean, they come and eat the berries. Then they deposit the seeds wherever they done flew off to plant another one. Like it's just an unending cycle. And I thought at one point they were asking people to cut them down to kind of like help in them spreading. But apparently they can easy... Easily pollinate, like cross pollinate. How terrible! So the ability for them to stay alive is quite easy. They like um one of you know the hood. They was just like a a hood dude that just get everybody pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) That one nigga who was a faithful. Consistent baby daddy on one fucking block. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Oh my god. Got 15 baby mamas. Oh. That's what this tree looked like oh. according to this article. Oh my gosh. Maybe it maybe Damn people stupid. do find them to look beautiful. They, they are cute. Are yeah, they are They're pretty. pretty. It's just but until you roll up on it and say, Oh God, is that one of them stank ass trees? And then you know exactly what it is. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. It really is a little awful. 
and I would apologize, but I, if there's something if there's something wrong with you, if you like this fucking tree, <laughs> and, if you, and if you like this fucking tree, I need for you to come in our comments, um, in our DMs. I don't give a fuck where. Blast it out there for the world to know, and you need to really explain to us why. What the fuck could it possibly be that you like about this tree? Because it's one part of South Carolina I sure as fuck don't miss. Just rolling up, and I'm not excited about going because I know I feel like my grandma has one in her fucking front yard. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that shit. Oh, I'm not looking. This forward thing to said it. it could do. It could drop fruit. I don't know what the fruit look like, but it's possible. Well, they're they're poisonous to dogs, so mm. I don't think that they even like naturally try to go and eat them. Apparently, just birds. But people are like saying the conservation and recreation. They're saying cut the trees down because they spread so easily. Yep. That's exactly what I saw. They say use that shit for firewood. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only real benefit. It's dense and sturdy for firewood. I I tell you what, I'm just tired. I know I'm no longer in the profession, but yo, I'm so tired of seeing this shit about people like wondering why the teacher shortage is a thing. I have no idea why people are shocked that teachers are walking out of classrooms. They're quitting on the motherfucking spot. Don't nobody want to go in there and teach your badass motherfucking children because you don't want to fucking be a parent. Mm-hmm. And teachers don't want to have to be a parent to chaps in and decide to raise. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I can't even go straight off pay. There are values that are not taught anymore in fucking homes because mm-hmm. you don't have any and you don't want to actually raise your fucking kid. I understand that you're tired. I do. But if you really decide to have a kid, you have to give up part of yourself. Not all of yourself, but you have to give up part Mm -hmm. of yourself. There are sacrifices that fucking have to be made if you decide to bring a fucking human in this world. And I can only say that in the sense that I have done everything in my fucking human power and even scientific... (laughs) So that I don't have to fucking have kids. <laughs> I take the control faithfully. If I ever had a scare, I looked for a near clinic. As horrible as that sounds. But I knew damn fucking well that I just learned how to be selfish enough to put myself first. And that I am not ready or equipped to have the mental, spiritual physical capacity it takes to work a fucking job every goddamn day to not only provide for myself, but another mouth, give them everything that I want them to have, make sure that everything that they, you know, need is provided for and they don't have to want for nothing. They feel safe in the world Mm -hmm. and that I'm their first fucking line of defense by providing them with knowledge that they need that a school can never teach them and they shouldn't fucking have to. I shouldn't have to have a school teach my child how to act. They should know that shit before they leave my fucking house. And they should know how to respect people. I don't give a damn what color they are, how old they are, how young they are. You should have a respect for people before you leave my house. Because you're supposed to have one for me and I have one for you. What about a res- I don't know why that's so weird. What about a respect for each other as children or for human yeah. life? There was a boy yes. in my local town that went to school with a butcher knife. Seven years old. How sweet? For what? I don't know. Even if the child, let's say that the child was being bullied, there's steps you take before we get to that point. 
I'm and there are and that's when uh adults like even if the child has said any has said things, that's when adults should step in and take the situation seriously. I think that's another problem yes. with bullying in schools that none of the adults take it seriously because they mm-hmm. think, Oh, he's picking on me or she's bothering me. They just be like, Oh, that's just kids being kids. But when these kids turn around and they bring a weapon to school or these kids turn around and they commit suicide. Right. Because right. they have been mm-hmm. bothered or been bullied. And now it's not just being bullied at school. You're being bullied on social media. So when you come home, right, you being bothered then. Mm. So it never ends. Right. And I think I, I saw somewhere Constance um, or heard that like the number of teachers that are quitting is like at 35% mm-hmm. for the country. And it was, yeah. I think it was at 15 before COVID, but after COVID, shit's at 35. And I don't blame them. Because, no, because it was already a whole thing before COVID, but after it, like, the level of entitlement that only did these parents, because nothing changed, y'all. You know, you would have think you would have thought that COVID would have taught the parents, like, even when we give you all the tools, you still can't get your child to get on a fucking computer. And listen. Where's the support? Can't get them to you. What you can't get them to get on a fucking computer and do this fucking work. Yeah. And again, I know that you have to go to work. But when you sent them back, then you wonder when I have problems, honey. You couldn't get them to do it. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? You birthed them. They live with you. You can beat their ass. Right. It felt so inclined. You can take real things from them. I can't. Why are you looking at me confused? Like, why can't you get them to do this? And I like this at home. Yeah, he does. Now, I've seen living proof. Is there a certain like, grade what? that the teachers are leaving? Because I know, like, when the children are in puberty years, those are probably the the hardest. And then once we reach high school, it's just now you're basically another grown adult, and I don't have to deal with you. And there's only but so much that I can do to reprimand you too. Without administrative yeah. support, so like, it, are they leaving the their um, later grades or? I don't know the numbers. From what I see, like on certain videos, it seems definitely more like high school, middle okay. school. Okay, makes sense. What's your one, Jawanda? Yes, um, my one is that I just get annoyed when I am traveling down these, you know, busy streets. And, or I could be just walking on the sidewalk and I see these people with these fucking vape pens and they have this big ass cloud of smoke that comes out of their fucking mouth after they hit the vape pen. Like I have nothing against you doing your vape pen. Nothing. Like do your vape pen. Is that what you enjoy? Go with it. But when the vape pen is putting all of this like smoke in your mouth and you like it's like a choo-choo train <laughs> <Choo-choo>. <laughs> like the little kid trains like when they like the, the just smoke pump. is just coming out the back like if all of that is coming out of your mouth when you're exhaling imagine what you're putting inside of your mouth inside of your body when you're inhaling like they don't care child what happened to the little light cigarettes, you know, smoke where it's just a little puff, poof, you know, the shit stuck. But I mean, it ain't 
damn created a whole other body beside you. You'd be like, damn, who <laughs> <laughs> Like these people be driving by on the road and you see all of this smoke coming out of their window and you're like, what the fuck? It has to be like 10 people in there smoking. No, it's just that one person with the vape. And the idea that they say the vapes are worse, like um, physically, than a regular cigarette. And people are smoking them at ease and probably even more than they would smoke a regular cigarette. Because it maybe Definitely. it looks cool. I don't know if you get a better high from the tobacco, from the nicotine, no. but it's this. Mm. No, it's literally the exact same thing as a person who's done both. No, it's the same thing, but like, as Joanna said, smoking a cigarette it smells disgusting. Like, you can't get rid of that odor. Stigma, you cannot get rid of that yeah. shit. That, is a, that was a whole process, bitch. There was a bonnet on, there, had, there might have had to be a glove in the car. <laughs> Uh, like, like, no, like my friend used to smoke and she would like, she wouldn't know when to smell that shit. She would have spray in the car. She'd have a smoking glove. Like, a glove you have to, to wash your hands your too hand? many times. Yeah. Cause your hand will smell like okay, it. Okay. 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 And you, they're right. You have to wash your hands several okay. times to get rid of that. Like that, that cigarette smell is potent as mm-hmm. fuck. With a vape. They got blueberry, can, cherry, watermelon. They got flavors. It tastes good. Like it don't, it don't. It's the same as 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 smoking, but you can do it anywhere. Like you can't. I couldn't smoke a cigarette in this apartment. I can vape in this apartment. It don't Shit. make no difference. My nail tech vapes, and sometimes he gotta have a little hit in between doing my nails. Girl, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but people are, you know, in in a lot of establishments, especially here in Tampa, because it seems like everybody ain't mama vape here. Like they will not let you vape. Like, if it's a no-smoking policy, vapes are included. Vapes are included, okay. Yeah, because it's like, we don't let these people light their cigarettes up in this motherfucker. What makes you any different? You're still smoking, so no. Because I don't want them busting out their lighters. Like, well, that motherfucker got puffs coming out. So can you vape without the the nicotine? Like, is the, So you're just getting, like, a lower grade, maybe? Like, do you have that option? I don't know. There are nicotine free mm-hmm. um, vapes. vapes out okay. there, kind of like hookah, but, right? Well, hookah is nicotine. It has some. It has yeah, some kind of nicotine in it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there are some nicotine free, and that's what vapes. it looked like going down the street. Like they got a hookah in their car. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. They might have a portable ones hookah. Have huge ones. You know, a little that's one. That damn, that's that big. That's that that's vape. What it looked like. That big ass vape. Mm. Like, cause there are levels to this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I've had one and a little tiny one y'all saw me with. That ain't. That ain't nothing. I mean, I was blown out. No, bitch. I might have to find you a a, a video to really get those an idea. people. They, old they faces disappear as they blow out that fucking smoke. I wish, cause like it'd be like this big. Yes. And like this little top. Oh part yeah, and it. it's like a little glass piece on it. Yes. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I know you're talking about. I saw this lady with one in her hand at the restaurant. Maybe she saw a sign and it said no smoking or something, but she ended up like going back outside and I guess putting it in the car. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I just can't. Like, I don't have a problem. Like, you you smoke, you do what you do. Everybody got habits. But, bro, when it, the when the smoke clouds are that big, we need to reevaluate some things. 
Sandwich is a whole nother person. <laughs> it's the walking Jesus. into it. I know that he was like, oh my gosh, like I'm inhaling everything that they just exhaled. Yeah. And I just, like the thing about vaping is that it's new. So they don't really know how it's going to affect people in their bodies right now. I mean, when I was in pharmacy school, the only thing they could say that it could pop potentially cause is what they call like popcorn lungs. So, um, but they don't know how it's going to affect the body. They don't know if it's going to be better or worse than cigarettes because it's still new. But everybody's doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. People who say they vape, they claim it's better. I mean, it, it may have less products than a cigarette. I know a cigarette has like a bunch of toxins in it, but I mean, nicotine is nicotine. Yeah. So. Well, this will be a good research question because they definitely have said that it'll be it's kind of worse than I guess, like you said, depending on which one you're vaping with, that it's kind of worse than. Yeah, I don't think any of them are good. Yeah, I don't think any smoking at all really is great. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, well that's all I got. Yeah, all right, guys. Well, if you guys have anything else y'all want to add to the conversation or y'all want to talk to us about our wine with wines, you know, hit us up. We are, um, our email is unestablishedpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and we're on Tickety Talk. So you can hit us up there and uh, let us know what you think. Mo posts wine with wine every Wednesday. This past Wednesday was lit. It was lit this Wednesday. I saw that. (laughs) It was popping, popping, popping. I said the people going off. The people are upset. (laughs) Yes. The people are upset. Yes. So it was definitely lit this week, um, this past Wednesday. So, you know, let us know. We love to hear your grievances because we probably got the same ones. Right real though mm-hmm. um if y'all don't have anything else to add to the conversation mo can go ahead and take us out shout it honor the people that love you because they don't have to cheers okay cheers but <laughs> y'all did do it at the same time though that's why i was like huh no, we did not. No, we oh, it sounded like it was. Okay. No. It wasn't. <laughs> uh, either time. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Yeah. 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 I am ready for bed. I am ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired. Okay. So tired. I was like, are you coming to work tomorrow? Because she's not coming to work. I am not going to get this. We're supposed to be decorating her desk tomorrow, and we're like trying to get shit together. And then this other girl at work is supposed to get this fucking gift card. And her thing, go get it. What? And she's like, I'm, I'm coming to work tomorrow. Is it her birthday? Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week and don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. 
or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.